Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Limitless podcast where we bring you the global leaders in sales and marketing to share their experiences, insight and most importantly actionable inputs that you can readily implement in your jobs. Uh, in this episode we are covering a really really interesting topic. How startups are leveraging artificial intelligence to grow. And to discuss about this topic we have a guest who knows a thing or two about boosting growth. He has been successful in boosting growth in early stage startups like Roku which went public then Trusted IP which was acquired by Equifax and Techshare which got acquired by Apple he's a best selling author of the book Lean AI he's a public speaker and also a startup advisor i want to welcome uh, lomit patel uh, to our show hello lomit it's great to have you here hi vivek i'm so excited to be here with you thanks for having me sure uh, so lomit is currently the vice president of growth at imvu Uh, Lomit, tell us a bit about yourself. What you've been doing? Tell us a bit about IMVU. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So my background, you know, it has been all around working primarily in startups. I, lo- I love to work, uh, joining startups pretty early, usually like when they have a product. And my my role coming in has always been to focus around. uh growth so in growth it it, it means um how do we acquire customers how do we retain customers and how do we monetize customers mm-hmm. and uh you know i've i've done that for over 20 years uh as you mentioned with uh, with a number of different startups that ended up uh fortunately becoming successful but and and i currently work with mview which is act which is actually a virtual reality social network so you know people create avatars and and and, and then they get to uh interact with meeting all these other people millions of users we have from around the world and and it's all about creating the you know creating virtual friendships and uh, and 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 having shared experiences in in, in different virtual worlds so it's so it's, it's a very social and popular game um not only in the US but but around the world and my role there is is the same thing you know my team uh you know where we all focused on on acquiring users retaining and monetizing those users uh so by the way i checked up uh, mvu and it was pretty awesome because it was like for me i the immediate thought was i was i remember the movie player one uh, the recent movie by uh, spielberg so it was like yeah. I, i went to the gym i went to the starbucks and before i knew it i was almost there for an hour uh okay uh so before i move on to the topic so i want to warn you up uh, beforehand that uh, i am no way qualified to have a discussion with you about ai except for one fact i'm a complete novice and i have no clue about what ai is but i am a marketer and i am responsible for growth in that way i'm curious so if you could simplify it for us and if you can make me understand uh, chances are anybody who is watching this will definitely understand uh, so that is the aim of this, this episode uh so first let's get started with uh your book lean ai what inspired you to write lean ai and the, what is the yeah. book about sure so um so yeah lean ai um is is part of the the lean startup series which is a very popular book that was written by eric ries uh on 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 primary the on 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 how companies can create a minimal viable product and 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 pivot as needed to try and get to product market fit and um you know they you know i you know i you know i reached out to eric cuz he's one of the co-founders at my company where i work right now and uh, i gave him this idea and and he you know he saw a lot of the success that we've had using ai 
to drive growth at MVU. And so, you know, the inspiration for the book was really to, because now companies have so much data, as you know, you know, um, you know, if you work in sales and marketing, there's a lot of, there's a lot of customer data out there, but data by itself doesn't have much meaning unless you're able to extract value from it pretty quickly. And, 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 and the chances are that it, you know, that it's, it's a lot easier to leverage artificial intelligence now because, you know, with AI, uh, you can get machines to really take, you know, process that data at a much faster rate. And, and more importantly, it, it's able to, to tell you insights that you can act on to really help you get better, smarter, and faster about driving growth in your business. And so that, that's, that's what we've been doing at MVU and we've had a lot of success. I've been fortunate to speak at a lot of conferences and, you know, in the last couple of years. And what I, what I came to realize is a lot of companies that still aren't doing and really leveraging AI uh, to, because to really turn their data into their superpower, because that data is really your superpower for growth, I feel. And, and so that's what inspired me to write the book, which is to just, you know, provide a better way for companies, especially startups, as you know, it's always a struggle, right? To, to for any startup to become successful, the chances are less than, five percent and so you know for me you know i wanted to sort of you know having been in this industry for over 20 years you know you know i want to try to you know give something back to 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 provide a better way for 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 entrepreneurs for growth marketers to and and for any you know anyone who's you know even investors you know because 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 the better we can get at 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 helping startups to become successful it 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 has a compounding effect not only on 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 the economies of the countries where those businesses are based but also on people's lives right in terms of jobs that end up being created as a result so you know for me you know it was you know it's you know that you know it's it, it's one of the things that i that i would love to sort of be part of because i know nobody else has really done this when it comes to marketing and growth to 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 be you know w- one of those people that you know when, when people look back they'll say yeah that lean ai was you know just like you know the lean startup was is 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 a great framework to follow to to, to really leverage ai to drive growth brilliant uh, who should read this book so this book is really for um, you know entrepreneurs, co- co-founders, founders of businesses, CEOs, all the way down to you know practitioners of whether you work in sales or marketing, you know, uh, uh, or from from being like you know the, the the head of sales or marketing to 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 managers, because ultimately you know the book is you know talks in two different ways and and it really simplifies the whole understanding around ai because as you mentioned it's a, it, it can be a complex topic sure. but you know you know what i what i try to do is you know the benefit is you know uh you know i'm coming from the from 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 the from the standpoint of being being a practitioner because because i've had to do it you know I've, it's been my personal journey on 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 implementing digital transformation with AI. And so the book really helps companies figure out the roadmap on how to do that, on how to champion that. And then the second part of the book really talks about, which is very relevant for sales and marketing is, is ultimately what are the right strategies you want to use when it comes to AI, right? To, to drive growth. And, and so it's, it's, it's more around growth marketing and, 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 and it kind of combines the two in, in, into one book. So, you know, with AI and then, then what are the right strategies? Because based on the different stages businesses are at, there's different strategies that, that ultimately, you know, there's, there's always a good strategy based on, 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 on how to 
get the business to the next level. Awesome. And, and talks about it. So uh, as you had mentioned, AI is a complicated subject. Uh, for yeah. me personally, whatever I learned from AI is I've read things about AI. I've seen a couple of movies. It's fascinating. Uh, on one hand, there is Tesla Autopilot, which learns at an insane speed. On the other hand, as a marketer, what I've experienced personally is one of the email tools I use uh, claims to have AI. And the maximum I've gotten out of it is it tells me the best time for me to send the email or these are the words you can include in an email uh, that for me personally doesn't match to what I see in like sophisticated companies. For me, this is more of an advanced data analysis machine. That's all. So what is AI? Like, is there a basic way to differentiate for us? Uh, this is a normal uh, data analysis machine, or this is actually an AI. Is there a way to tell it? Yeah. You know, um, so, so, so let me start by just giving my uh, simple definition of AI. Um, so, so, so the best way to think of AI is how can you get, you know, machines to think and act like humans, right? You know, by processing data. And, 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 and as you mentioned, you know, there's, there's a lot of companies right now whether people realize it or not, where AI has already been implemented in some simplistic form, like, like a CRM, platform i think that you're talking about you know in terms of best time to send emails because the goal for ai you know ultimately if you use it it's to try and make your job easier as a marketer right Mm -hmm. you know because it's it it, it, you know it's trying to predict something right based on the data like best time to send an email or you know best best users to target the email to but you know if you know what i would say is you know ultimately you know it's it's about really identifying what what are the most in most uh, viable use cases that AI can really help you. And so for me, you know, the most sophisticated way of using AI beyond what you're saying is to really focus on the entire customer journey. Because when it comes to the customer journey, you know, you, you know, it's about focusing on acquiring customers, then it's focusing on retaining customers as you do with you know, like CRM, and then it's about monetizing customers. Like, how do you ex- how do you identify how you know what's the best way to make money out of those customers? And so those are like three different buckets mm-hmm. on on and and you know you know at the core of it is that as sales and marketing, you know, we we all have goals, right? We have we have goals whether it's to acquire a customer um, at a certain cost or or, or or to get some kind of you know return on investment for how much we're spending. So it all comes down to optimizing the budget. And so for me, you know, you know what sophisticated way AI can really help is 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 is, is just helping you to to manage your budget as efficiently as possible to hit to, across the entire customer journey. And you know where, and 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 the way to do that is now, as you know, you know, uh, personalization is such an important topic. Everybody talks about personalization, but it, it uh, but at a core, it's very hard to be completely uh, um, to completely execute on that, uh, you know, and do it really well without without having AI, because because personalization requires really understanding customer data and and figuring out in real time what experience you want to be giving a customer you know and and so you know what we've done and and what i talk about in the book is you know you know i'll give you one example is that you know a lot of people spend their money on 
partners like Google and Facebook and, and all these other platforms that are out there. And, and, and all of these platforms have some kind of AI that's built into it. But as you know, you know, that AI is kind of built to benefit Facebook or Google, right? Because it's about helping you. And, and, but, but ideally what you want to do is try to have an AI machine that sort of sits between you and all of these other platforms that you might use for CRM, that you might use for like, you know, acquiring customers for Google and Facebook. And, 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 and that becomes like the heartbeat of your business because that, that, that AI intelligent machine becomes the, the platform place where all your data ends up going into. So it has a holistic view over the entire business. So it knows not only how Google is doing, but how Google is doing compared to Facebook, uh, compared to all these other partners. And then, you know, what's the, you know, based on those customers, you know, what's the right time to engage with them? What's the right message? And, um, and, 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 and ultimately, you know, it, you know, the machine, you know, the, the, the big thing about AI is, is, is AI by itself won't add a lot of value unless you can automate all these tasks and processes that go around it. And, and that's where the time saving comes. So it's really about augmenting your team to make your team more efficient. And so, you know, the big thing that I'm a proponent of is, is lean, being lean, which means, you know, you don't, because generally you would have to hire a lot of people, you know, a lot of data analysts and scientists to process all of this data. But, but, you know, with AI, AI can do, you know, it, it, it can magnify the output of what your team is capable of with a machine doing a lot of the heavy lifting. So then you can be able to run your business at, you know, at, with a fraction of the number of people that you need to be able to be successful. And so, so not only does it help you become more efficient, it helps you save you money. And more importantly, you know, it, it, it becomes this engine where you are able to run, you know, thousands of different experiments, you know, because ultimately, um, you know, the secret to driving growth is really to try and run as many AB tests across all of those different uh, stages of the customer life cycle and really figure out what works and what doesn't work. And so, you know, the, the, the faster you can increase that velocity of learning by running more experiments, getting more data, the machine gets trained. And ultimately the algorithm, which is what the, the mind is of, of the AI becomes smarter because it really starts to get all this data to really figure out, you know, that this is working or this isn't working for this user coming from here or, or, or not, or, or, you know, coming from this country or coming, coming at this time. And, and so it's able to come up with much better predictions on what's the best experience to give someone from the, from, you know, what, who's the right audience you want to target to what's the right ad that you want to use as the right message to when they come into your product, what's the right onboarding experience you want to give them. And, and then based on the onboarding experience, you know, what's, you know, quickly identify what's the best way you'd potentially make money from, from that customer, whether it's through, you know, in, in our example, it's, you know, you know, we monetize users for in-app purchase or advertising, but we have to, we have to identify quickly, like what's the right experience to, to put them through. So, so then, you know, we can, we can customize the product experience based on where they fall. So before I move on to the next question, so uh, one thing you had mentioned is uh, only 5% of the startups succeed. Uh, that means they are facing some challenge. Uh, so before we move on to how we can use artificial intelligence very specifically, uh, what are the challenges? You've been in three or four companies. Um, you would have definitely seen a lot of struggles. What do you think are the common 
challenges for the startups out there? Yeah, I would say, you know, you know, you know, one of the, you know, the, the biggest challenge, first challenge is trying to get, you know, to product market fit. So getting a product that people really value and, and, and generally, you know, you know, the, 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 the misconception is that once you do that, that your, your company is going to be successful, but it's not, it's like anything that's just like the getting the ticket to get into the game, you know, but, but in order to win the game, you, you know, you, you have to really get smart around acquiring customers and, and, and generating revenue. And, and that's, that's the part where, you know, companies generally don't focus or not enough on you know they're, they're so focused on product which is great you want to have a great product but but those other two areas don't get the, the same amount of focus and then and, and that, that can be you know a challenge for companies if they don't have that right balance to really focus on hiring people that 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 can really figure out growth and 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 and, and in order to figure out growth you know it, you know it's going to require you know, running a lot of experiments and, 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 and trying a number of different strategies. So, you know, the other thing where companies, um, you know, run into trouble is, is, is not raising enough money for, for that stage of the business. Cause that's the stage where, you know, where you can actually, if you, if you don't do it well, you can burn a lot of money. Right. And, 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 and that's where companies either run out of money, which is the death of any business, or you get into this cycle of where you need to constantly keep going and raising money, which means that you can't, you, you lose focus because then you're focusing on trying to talk to investors versus trying to focus on, 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 on making the business grow. So, you know, I feel, you know, you know, ensuring that you raise you know, enough money is, is important once you get to like a series B in a startup um, to give you enough runway for at least, you know, 18 to 24 months, you know, I, I, and hire a really good growth person because the other thing companies do is they try to hire cheap at that stage. That's the stage when you want to try to bring in someone who, 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 who's got the knowledge and experience to not make those as many mistakes because that's where you know through if you know through trial and error you lose a lot of money you know you know the, the third thing is ultimately you know you know it's about you know the companies that do well and are successful you know what they end up doing is they they end up becoming really obsessed about their customer and so what i mean by being customer obsessed is that they become very data driven so instead of like you know i feel like the customer wants this i feel like they want that they they always run in a lot of experiments to really validate those types of a hypothesis so so they're using data ultimately to tell them what the customer wants and how can you make you know how can you solve problems better for the customer but they also do that in conjunction with talking to customers and getting the the qualitative feedback whether it's through focus groups and surveys to 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 validate the why behind what the, the data is telling them you know so you know i feel you know that you know that's important and and then the other thing you know with with any business, you know, whether you're a startup or not, it all comes down to execution. So you want to try to hire really, you know, you know, you, you want to be able to hire, you know, really good people. And, and again, that, you know, that, you know, that's where I feel, you know, sometimes, you know, to, to hire good people, you know, you know, you know, you, you, you can either go cheap at that, or you can, or, or you can try to, you know, um, spend more and be competitive in terms of what you can offer right as a package to those users to those employees but but the benefit of hiring 
like like really smart rock stars is that they generally know other smart people too so so if you bring in if you bring in you know a couple of good employees they'll have a good network and they'll bring in other people whether it's engineers product people you know operations people so you'll naturally you know have you know a an a star team versus a C star. And, and, and that, that ultimately what it comes down to at the end, you know, it's not about the idea as much as it is about the execution and the team behind it. There's a lot of, uh, a lot to unpack here. So if I have yeah. to summarize what I've said, like uh, first is companies tend to forget after product market fit, there's a huge part there. So which is growth, which I'll come back to in a minute. So second is uh, not raising enough capital, then hiring cheap, then on the other hand, you say that uh, most companies, who, the companies who are successful are data-driven and they are obsessed with customer, but they also combine qualitative and quantitative data. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Now I, I want to focus on one area. One is the growth part of it, the, what you mentioned as a challenge. Now uh, let's split it the way you had mentioned. That is one is acquiring uh, retention. Let's keep monetization apart from a side. So let's sure. focus on acquisition first. Uh, how can I use artificial intelligence for acquisition? Is there a framework or is there a tool or is there anything I can get started with? Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, you know, one of the most important things you, um, that you want to do in growth is, 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 is to try and identify who's the right customer that you want to be targeting. You know, so, so, and so that your know, AI can really help you there because, um, you know, uh, once you have data on, on, on customers, you're able to, to really figure out, um, you know, who's going to be your best lifetime value customers. So, 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 so the idea is, you know, through data based on, you know, how you evaluate, you know, a good, better and best quality customer, you know, generally for most companies, you know, the best quality customer is someone who spends the most money over 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 the amount of time frame that they that that they stay as a customer, and so if you you know if with your data once you know who your best customer is, you can use that data through AI, and ideally you can automate the process where where that where that customer data ends up going back into like different places where you where you're trying to acquire customers, and usually social networks have a lot of ways to match those those that data to help find you more customers like that. They call it lookalike audiences. Look yeah. So, yeah. So, so, you know, AI can, you know, really just increase the, the, the velocity of how quickly you can continue to build lookalike audiences, you know, and, and, and so, so that's one thing. The other thing that it can help you with is, you know, is, is what's the right message to tell those users, right? Because ultimately people are bombarded with so much different advertising now, Getting, get, you know, use, user attention is very small, and 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 it's the, it's the biggest challenge. Even if you even if you know who your right customer is, how do you break through? And so, you know, uh, the way AI can help you depend on, you know, how on how you set up, you know, the different ads that you're running. But you can run ten, you know, thousands of different creative iterations. You could you could create like templates written like you know, static ads. So, so you basically have feeds where you're creating all these different dynamic ads to really figure out what's the most personalized message to be, uh, to be targeting the right customer with. And if you run in video, you know, you can run all these different 
um, themes of videos to really figure out what theme works or not. So, you, so then all of that data, you know, uh, AI is able to make recommendations like this creative is working or this isn't working. So then you, then you can give that to your creative team so they can continue to iterate on coming up with better and more relevant creative. You know, you know, and AI simplifies all of that process. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of that feedback loop, right? It helps you simplify that feedback and recommendation. And, and, and then the other place where, you know, just as an example around acquisition is, you know, um, is, is the right message, the right user. And, and then it's about, you know, you know, how much do you want to pay for those users as, as you're spending money to, 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 to target them on all these different like ad platforms. And, you know, one thing people may realize or not is that a lot of these ad platforms are all based on supply and demand, which is like the stock market. It's like, if you, if, if you, you know, if too many people get, want to, want to buy a stock, the price will go up. If, if people don't really want to buy it. And the same goes with all these audiences that you're trying to buy. It's never in my control. And, it's never in your control. And it's very hard to do that. Like, as a, you know, for a person to really figure out, you know, unless you do, unless you're awake 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year, that's where the machine, you know, AI is really powerful because it's able to look at supply and demand in, in these different marketplaces across all, you know, the, all of the different ad partners and figure out when's the right time for you to be attracting this customer in Google versus Facebook versus, you know, Apple search or some ad network. And so ultimately it's, it's pivoting and adjusting bids and budgets in real time to, to ultimately optimize towards the outcome that you want. Cause, cause with AI, once you tell it what the outcome is, whether it's, you know, a return on investment or a cost to acquire a customer, then, then, then it will basically take the data. It, 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 it will make. It will come up with recommendations, and with the and with the automation, it will make all these changes around bids, budgets, creatives, and the right audiences to get you to that outcome that you want to get to. Brilliant, because that would make my job much much easier. Because most of the time, I go for the lowest bid, and I hope that I yeah. get the lowest bid. And if somebody is going to compete for the same audience, I, I can't help it. I have to still go for it. Brilliant. Yeah. And, and, I, and I give you a good example because that, you know, that's not just you, that's everyone because, because ultimately, you know, um, you know, um, that's, that's what kind of makes sense on the surface, but what AI is able to do is it, it, it looks at, it looks at the, the data all the way through, you know, once you acquire them, let's say, you know, this type of user coming from Google, how much do they end up spending on your product? Because certain, certain subsets, if you get very granular in data, you know, a certain user is going to be worth more than that lower bid than, than other. The average is the low bid across everyone, but, but the AI is able to treat each, each person that you're trying to target individually. And, and so it, it, it will maybe pay more than the lower bid if that will get you, you know, uh, uh, the the benefit of of winning that in the auction because it knows in the back end it will be able to convert that at a higher rate than than just having one treating you know every bid the same or every user the same. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so would it be fair to say that uh, say for example I go for manual bidding at some place uh, at that time if I have the suggestion of an AI saying, okay, go for this particular bid, even if it is 20 or 30% more expensive, because at the end of the day, based on the data you've given me, these customers end up paying more or more valuable. Would that be right? 
that would be right. Yeah. So 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 yeah, AI. You know, um, you know, no, you you could kind of set different thresholds, but the but the idea is you you kind of give it the flexibility to bid boost when needed, and 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 and, and cut back. Because ultimately, the goal is it knows what you're trying to optimize towards. So, you know, it's it's like, um, you know, a good example is like using a navigation system in a car. You know, when you when, when you put in a navigation system, you it, it knows where you start in and it knows where you're gonna get to. But but once but, but but once you once you start following navigation, let's say there's a you know the navigation might start adjusting based on traffic or conditions that that are happening, but ultimately it will get to as long as you trust it, it will get you to where you need to go, right? And and AI is the same thing. If you tell it where you need to go and and it knows where you know what where you are where you're starting, it it's probably not going to be a straight path, but but give but, you the but most it will, optimized path. Most optimized path to get you to, to to where you need to go to achieve your goals. So you talked about uh, the factors that AI might use to make decisions, but in general, when it comes to growth, uh, what are the metrics do you think that matters? What should I be looking at? Yeah, you know, and, and I think this is a really important topic because ultimately you, you want to be able to define, you know, what's the right success metric for your business, you know, uh, Generally, generally, you know, for most businesses, you know, the metrics that matter uh, for growth is how much does it cost to acquire a customer? What is the lifetime value of that customer? And, um, you know, what is their re- return on investment or return on ad spend based on how much you spend and how much you getting back? And then another one, you know, uh, generally what they look at is, you know, what's the retention rate on customers? And what is the payback period? So if you if you spend in you know a thousand dollars, how long does it take for your business to recoup that back? But what I would say you know is you know a good way to really figure out what what's the right metric because because those are different metrics. But ultimately you you want to simplify it to one or two because if you give AI like three, four, or five different things, then it, then it's then. Then, then it starts to compete against its, its itself, trying to figure out: shall I shall I go more for this one or this one or this one? That's why, you know, I, you know, the the two that I find that are really good is is cost to acquire a customer and the cost and the return on investment. Because ultimately, once you know your lifetime value is is let's say twenty dollars, if you can acquire a customer under twenty dollars or a fraction of that, you, you know you'll be making a profit on those on those users that you bring in. Right. And, and, and ideally, and, and then, and, you know, another thing you want to do is, you know, everybody has, you know, for the most part, you want to have a good attribution system. So with the attribution system, you'll be able to really figure out once you understand your customer funnel or journey, whether this is for like, you know, marketers or for sales, right. You know, in a business, you know, through the funnel, you'll be able to understand, you know, what's the metric that you really want to focus on. Cause ultimately that's, I mean, in, in, for, for a salesperson, it might be the number of leads coming in. It might be, you know, qualified lead. It could be, um, you know, the types of industry where those leads are coming from. So, you know, you know, just, you know, it just has to be sort of tweaked based on what your business is. But ultimately, you know, it's about, you know, something that's further down that, 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 that you end up valuing. That's the action that you want the user to take at the end, right? Which is either making a purchase or being a qualified lead or yeah, something like that. Makes sense. Perfect. So uh, it is 
broadly you'll have to look and choose all the metrics and go for the one that makes sense to you at that point of time starting from customer acquisition to ltv to roi to payback period and based on the different different departments it varies as well awesome. uh, so now right. uh, uh, so yeah theoretically i understand i understand the benefits i can i can understand how where where all i can use it and everything now uh, i'm sitting at marketing all i have at my disposal is as you mentioned facebook which has a third party ai um, i have a couple of tools uh, that's all at the end of the day so if a company or a marketer or a ceo or a founder wants to implement how does he go about it should he buy it or build it what is the method what is the first step one should take yeah i mean i i mean i have a good strong point of view on this um generally you know um any a business should always focus on what on on what it's good at right and and generally you know whether that's like offering a product or service that should be the priority of where you want to put your resources because that because that's that's where your bread and butter comes from is 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 making sure you're providing the best product or the best product or or user experience or service right so ai is 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 complicated to build because primarily it's not just about building it but it but it's a technology that continues to to evolve and change right so you know it requires you know hiring like data scientists engineers and mm-hmm. and, and 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 product people that know it and and so what i found is now you know um there's you know it's better to to buy versus build on that mm-hmm. because if you buy it from from a company that 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 that's dedicated to that being their core product they're going to be able to invest a lot more resources behind making sure it continues to stay relevant right yeah. not only yeah. today but also like 5 or 10 years down the road and and the good news is for you know everything that you know that I talked about you know we ended up going down the route of of buying this too and you know we ended up working with a company which was another startup where where they where they had the the platform of what we ideally wanted but but it wasn't completely there and 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 you know we were able to influence how they how that product should be modified to really work for 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 our business and we were able to prove it out through you know providing the data to really train that that machine and and build the algorithm to 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 really benefit us as a business but but yeah to, you know long story short i would recommend looking at you know platforms that are already available you know that would be the the place to go because for the most part you know uh you know everything that we do in when it comes to sales and marketing is is use cases that that, that can already be solved through existing ai platforms so you don't need to go and you know it's not like we're trying to you know build the next vaccination for covid-19 right now right so exactly. so you know it's like you know yeah so, so so that's the that's the way to go out yeah i, I would recommend you know leveraging some awesome. uh, that brings me to the next question uh okay what are the tools like say if if, if i am a sales guy i would say okay hey, hey uh, you need to have a a mailing system a phone call uh, probably a crm to get started with these are the must haves Okay, if you're a marketer, here are the tools like A, B, C. These are the must-haves. Uh, so, what are the must-haves? And if you can give some suggestions, like uh, to get started with, that would be great. Sure. Yes. So, so, so the must-have for 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 
for AI. One is to have a really good uh, attribution system, right? A, a measurement and attribution. I'll give you one example. You know, for us, you know, we use AppsFlyer, which is one of the big mobile attribution and measurement partners. So, you know, all, so, so through that, you know, we're able to get a good read in terms of like all of our, uh, all, all of the users that we try to, that we get either through paid or organic coming from mobile, you know, all of that data comes through, through um, AppsFlyer. For CRM, you know, there's a lot of different platforms for CRM, but we use a platform called LeanPlum for CRM. So LeanPlum is, you know, is able to tell us all of the user behavior that happens in our app because because we track, you know, a couple of hundred different events that users do in our app. And, and through, through LeanPlum, you know, we're able to get a really good visibility. Like once somebody installs the app, you know, how, how, how are they behaving within the app? And, and, and then we try to, you know, you know, you can either create a customer data platform. You can either, you know, work with a company that has a customer data platform where you can integrate this to, or you could try to build one for us. Cause we have so much data and we've been, been around a long time, you know, we ended up building a sort of our own sort of customer data platform, you know, which primarily now, you know, now lives on like, you know, the kind of Amazon web server place, you know, where it's in the cloud, but yeah. we integrate all the data from our mobile, from our, from, 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 from my user data in the app. And then we have a desktop app too. So, you know, a lot of our desktop app because in a lot of all, a lot of that event lived in you know our own data warehouse in, in Tableau, so so all of that goes into this customer data platform. So we have a holistic view of all you know the the three or four key data um, platforms that we have, where we aggregate data across our entire customer journey comes into one place. That's you know that you know so so figuring out you know the customer data platform and integrating the different sources that you have that's you know, that's that's one thing that's really important and then once you have that then 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 you want to try to figure out you know what's some ai in, in uh, machine that you can use to really extract value from that and so for us i mentioned you know you we ended up working with a yeah mm -hmm. yeah no so we worked with a company that really customized it for us and and oh. and the name of that company is called nectar 9 n-e-c-t-a-r-9 and and you know you know so it's basically a SaaS platform and 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 now that is actually available to to other clients so if you know if if somebody else wants to wants to leverage that you know you know they, they're able to pretty much plug into a lot of these data platforms, CDPs or whatever that are out there. So then you can kind of start extracting the same sort of value that we got out of it. Brilliant. Uh, uh, just to make sure I'm getting it right. So uh, in a typical journey in terms of acquisition to understand where your users are coming from, what are the channels that they're coming from, you use AppsFlyer, uh, which talk, measures all the customer acquisition metrics and everything. Um, then you talk about lean plum, where is the CRM? You talk about retention. Uh, yes, all then, of our uh, retention and engagement data. Exactly. Uh, the third one is a SaaS platform called ne ne Nectar9, uh, yeah. which is supposed to accumulate all the data from different sources and pull it in one place, so Tableau or Amazon Web Server, then analyze and give you valuable insight. Would that be right? Yes, and and, and but, but what they do is, you know, you know, you know, they, you know, they, they get the data from our customer data platform. So, you know, uh, where, where the data from AmpsFlyer and LeanPlum goes into CDP, a customer data platform that we have. And then from there, you know, Nectar9 is able to 
to to to get the is, is to extract is to get is to get access to that data and then and then draw insights in real time you know to to help us optimize and 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 manage you know uh, the best way to 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 acquire retain and monetize customers brilliant uh, i have two more questions uh one uh can you give me an example of uh, one or some decision or strategic move that you have done at mv or, or any other company for one specific example that you mentioned in the book or anywhere that okay that would convince a non believer in ai to get convinced <laughs> that, that, that that's a good question um so what i would say is ultimately uh you know you know you know you know what we do with ai is 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 really create all these personalized experiences within the product and 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 the personalized experience really starts from you know the type of advertising we want to target the user with you know target the right user with that and 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 then you know and then ensure that that we continue to to provide the most relevant and personalized experience and and what we found is you know doing that with ai we've seen our cost to acquire a customer go down 4x you know and we've 4X. seen our return yeah 4x we've seen over, over basically you know we've been doing this for almost like 3 years and 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 even you know you know initially you see you know huge steep but now we still see it continue to go down mm-hmm. and but not at that rapid level but it hasn't flatlined that's that's the key point and we've seen our return on investment continue to go up you know the the best thing i would say at least for our business and i'm not going to say you know if this is but but you know i mean we spend millions of dollars a month to 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 acquire customers and we recoup back that means you know a payback period on that money now is is less than 30 days so we make all of that money wow. back within a month and it used to take us like um like almost 6 6 6 months to get that before and wow. so since we have ai you know that that would say that's the biggest profound difference ai has made because it it it's, it's enabled us to become less reliant on you know to what i was saying where you have to go and keep raising money to drive growth now we can we we basically are, are recycling the money that we're putting into acquiring customers and and just keep re, reinvesting that money back into growth yeah wow, sounds like a dream because uh, one thing yeah. you mentioned uh, i've seen roi go down or a period of sorry go up over a period of time um, i've also seen the payback period decrease but one thing i've uh, at least i haven't seen is i've see usually see a steady increase in the customer acquisition cost then it goes down then gradually once you take on the low hanging fruits or anything then after that starts going up or at least uh, goes at steady pace but you mentioned that like you're still seeing dips that's brilliant yeah 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 and 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 what you described you know i've seen that at other companies too where you sort of go down and you kind of keep going you know it's it's never yeah. like this and and the reason why it's happening like this is now because you know you know all of these different partners that we work with they, it's all exchanges so 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 what what people don't realize is i mean i mean i mean we're crying users you know all around the world on different time zones but within those time zones you know instead of being and competing at the peak times we're competing at off peak times and 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 are finding users at, at a fraction of the cost that where most companies aren't competing for right oh. because no because nobody no because most people just set like a most people set like a flat rate of hey this is yeah. my bid 
what I can get. And we make those adjustments. So, you know, even paying a penny above whatever somebody's minimum bid is, you know, we're getting the benefit because the machine's making those decisions for us. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to explore this. I'm definitely going to explore <laughs> this. Uh, so one last question before you go. I'm a founder. Yeah. And now you convinced me. Uh, but always there's a doubt. What is the right point of time for a startup to get started with this? Like maybe two years, once I've proven the market, product market fit, or maybe after series A, what point of time should I be looking at this? Yeah, you know, I would say that you definitely want to get to product market fit, you know, mm-hmm. because, because you because you want to, you know, once you have product market fit, um, usually, you know, um, you know, series A or series B, depending on, you know, if, if, you, if you're raising capital or not. But, but generally it comes down to, you know, you know, you can use this in in a couple of different ways, but 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 the biggest value really comes if if you if if you get in a lot of customer data coming in, right? So you know, generally, you know, most companies will get a lot of customer data starting to come in consistently. That's the important thing: getting data coming in consistently. It's not like one month you get it, then you then you then you stop. But the idea is, on average, if you spend around fifty thousand dollars a month, you know, on on of a marketing budget whether that's around acquisition or retention, then, you know, this, this machine is, is, is going to provide value to you pretty quickly, you know, within like 30 days. Cause will cause if you're spending that kind of money, then that means you're getting a certain level of data that, that you, that you have coming into, into the business. Right. Awesome. Uh, brilliant. Uh, for me, I personally learned that, okay, I am now able to see, growth as a holistic view and what parts I can apply AI, what, where I can make use of AI and how would it benefit me? So it's, it's been brilliant that way. Uh, so uh, that's it from us. Uh, listeners who are listening to this episode, do go check out Lean AI. Uh, it's available on Amazon. Uh, what Lomit spoke here is only a fraction of that. Uh, the book has a great reviews and it should have a lot of examples and it should definitely help you out if you are starting a company or if you're responsible for growth in a company and uh, do check out MVU. It's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I downloaded it on my desktop and I've been like spending some time in it and hopefully I might get addicted. Uh, so yeah, that's it from us at Limitless. Uh, see you on another show. Thank you very much, Lomit. Thank you for coming to the show. Thank you for having me, Vivek. And one other thing I was going to just mention, you know, you know, if anybody wants to connect with me, you know, follow me on LinkedIn or reach out to me on LinkedIn. That's, you know, I'm always happy to connect with people. I'm always sharing a lot of information there. So, you know, anybody who wants to stay on top of, you know, the different trends around AI and growth, you know, you can find me there. Or also, you know, my I have a blog where, where, where I write a lot of information and articles on this. And that's pretty much my name, Lomit Patel dot com so you know those, those are two places if anybody wants to keep in touch with me we'll ensure we put all the links i usually mention at the end of the show i forgot today something so okay. uh, we'll uh, all the places you can follow low with his linkedin profile uh, his personal blog and everything will be mentioned in the description F- please feel free to check it out uh, thank you very much have a nice day thank you very much Lomit. thanks Vivek. it's great bye. bye stay tuned to our weekly upcoming episodes with more sales and marketing leaders from around the globe We are on Apple, Spotify, Google and Stitcher as well. Subscribe to get notified when a new episode is out and please do leave us a review if you're on Apple. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.